Hey, this is Bruce Boudreaux, and you're listening to Empty Betters with Nick Mack and Harrison. But listen, what about um, something like, uh, hey, listen, we're the Empty Betters, and you want to lose your money, you bet on us. And welcome back to episode 138 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. What's going on, my friend? Not a whole lot, my dude. Finally got some sunshine here in Maryland today. I was soaking that up for about 15 minutes. But uh, like <laughs> you, I have been busy as hell. It has been a crazy week for us getting ready for the season to start here. And uh, it's the Metro episode. Buckle up. Uh, there will That's be all absolute, I have to say. Absolutely zero controversy in any of our takes that are incoming for this episode. If you're from New York, you've been warned. I'll just say that uh, viewer discretion advised. Uh, by the way, I must say it's amazing what two days of sleep will do for your voice after a football game and getting hosed. Man, I feel so much better. Uh, and now I'm going to toss it across the screen to my other co-host up in Wisco, Mac Vogel. How we doing, buddy? Doing good, living life as always. Uh, very excited for this episode, as you say. A lot of a uh, lot of controversy probably going to come up, and uh, I'm excited for that. Love a good uh, good argument, especially when uh, it's Caps versus Pens, because obviously I've got all the uh, the winning uh, arguments for for that. I mean, been <laughs> having that argument for decades now. So. There is a solid uh, bet between Mac and I that I would urge you to. Uh, listen to at the end of the previews so stick around it's pretty entertaining and uh i'm really hoping i end very, up not losing very that one. consequential bet extremely it, consequential i would say so i would it, it's worse than losing money i will say it's that bad yeah. um i know i had given a viewer discretion advice for all new yorkers who are about to listen to this episode but speaking of new york aaron judge just broke the home run record last night as we're listening to this Figured I'd shout it out because New Yorkers are going to hate us for the rest of the episode. But Mac, speaking of New York, the Mets, the Yankees, baseball, the wild card coming right up here. I know you're uh, chomping at the bit to talk I about am, MLB am. playoffs. Yeah, this episode is going to be dropping uh, just before that all gets underway. Uh, starts on Friday, so I'm super excited for that. But, uh, you know, if you're wondering which of my many favorite baseball teams I'm most fired up about right now, well, let's let's run through. We've got, uh, you know, we've got O's, kind of fucking suck. Uh, you better be Brewers, watching Brewers really 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 fucking suck breaking out the jersey talk toss all. you know who doesn't fucking suck the Mets baby let's go he's putting on his Mets jersey there as we, we go. speak so uh yeah go Mets baby Yankees can go fuck themselves you heard it here first Mets Yankees World Series Mets and seven Ooh, dude I can't imagine what would happen to New York City like it's, it's gonna be nuts. You're gonna happen the last time, right? That would be insane. Well, because the Cubs are the Cubs and the White Sox are in opposite conferences too, mm-hmm. right? Has yeah. that ever happened? They do it on purpose, I believe. So I believe there's been a, a few Subway series, definitely between the Mets and the Yankees. There yes, have. it was I don't like know about it was like Cubs late nineties, early two thousands. Right? Cubs and the Sox, maybe not, because the Cubs weren't in the uh world series for so long or no it's just that they hadn't won it for so long i don't know i need to check my facts on that one but yeah subway series 2022 so just off the top of 
your head, you know, we've got, is it called the wild card series? Is that what you would yeah, call it? Yeah, I believe so. Now that it's a best of three. Any like betting tips? Have you looked at any odds? Like, do you know what's coming? Yeah, I haven't looked at the odds, but um, I can tell you it's it's very helpful to go and fill out the MLB bracket. Um, you can okay. do that with the MLB play app. They've got tons of fun games on that app that you can play all for free. Um, and the bracket, you have a chance to win a hundred K. So if you just Ooh. fill it out and you get it right, then yeah, you might win a hundred thousand bucks. Um, what I will say, and I, it pains me to say this, I think the blue Jays are going to beat the Mariners in the wild card. And I think they might be able to go on a deep run. I think they could beat the Astros. That team is hot as hell. Uh, I also think the worst team in this entire postseason is the Cleveland guardians. Those guys Ooh. fucking suck. They are a terrible baseball team that just won a terrible division. And the Tampa Bay Rays are about to walk all over them. Terrible name too. Yeah. They, they just suck. They botched that one. Lame as fuck. Yeah. Them and the commanders both took like a name from like (laughs) your create a team in an early two thousands video game kind of thing. Yep. Mac, but, I am uh, just telling you this as a fan of your Twitter account and your writing. I would absolutely die for a series by series pick with the odds posted and like a one sentence analysis as to why. Okay. Yeah, I could do that. I, I would, would love that. that. I think the Padres got the Mets. Is that confirmed? That's right. Okay. That's right. I would love like a. How like, do you feel about that? Uh, yeah. You know what? I, I'm. I might like it more than having to wait for the Cardinals or the um, Phillies like the Braves are doing, like the Mets would have been doing if they won the division. Uh, I don't know. The the Phillies, I think, will lose to the Cardinals. The Cardinals kind of scare me, though, because of the whole, like, holes thing, and they've got some really good pitchers. Um, But, uh, no, I think think the Mets-Padres should be an interesting, interesting matchup for sure. I kind of think it'll go three games and the Mets will take care of business, but it's all in New York. It's all at city field, all three games. So um, that makes me feel a little better. I think the Mets are, are, I think them losing the division is, is putting a big chip on their shoulder because they just had a spectacular season and they're being forced to play a fucking wild card spot to like do something about it. And I think these guys are about to like, no nonsense be like this is fucked we're about to show everybody we're like so much better than fucking wild card team speaking Mm -hmm. of the mets one of i think one of the better 30 for 30s i've seen in a while is uh once upon a time in queens miracle mets is that the uh the 86 mets yeah Yeah. well i I don't know if that technically is the miracle mets but yeah i'm looking forward to it and i will be following your sharp rank picks for that as well i'm sure you're gonna have some juicy ones so that's fun. Uh, so who is your World Series pick again? Mets. Against the Yankees, right? Nick, yes, sir. I know that we don't follow as closely as Mac. Do you have any? Said like a couple months ago, I thought the Braves could at least get back, and they're hot right now. I don't think they're going to get back. I'm going to have to dial in my baseball to watch in the playoffs in the first round before I can even have a snowball's chance in hell of giving you anything accurate. I'm I'm rooting hard for the Padres and the Mets. Those are my two teams. So you whoever know. wins that series, basically. Yeah, I mean it's Buck versus Manny. I love both of them. So um, I, I you know obviously Trey Mancini going to the Astros. I just can't. Can't. You can't. Root I can't root for the fucking can't, Astros, dude. Yeah, that's, that's why cool. I was so upset when he went there because I was like, it's been a pleasure. Unfortunately, I can no longer really 
be excited about you. <laughs> Anyone yeah. but the Blue Jays. That's my rule. Anyone yeah. but the Yankees too. Those two, yeah. yeah. And I, I have Jays. I have bad news, fellas. <laughs> Either of those teams could definitely win yeah. the World Series this year. They're yeah. both excellent. Yeah. <laughs> also, like while we're talking baseball, um, you guys have seen Lord of the Rings, right? I have not actually. I've seen it a long time ago. But... Okay. Does anyone else think that Aaron Boone kind of looks like Smeagol? <laughs> Which guy is Smeagol? I don't know who Smeagol is, but the name kind of. I'd have to send you a picture, but it's, right. yeah, it's one of those ones where you're like, okay, now I can't unsee this. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. We all have those. I also want to give a shout out to the fan who quite literally fell over the outfield wall trying to catch Aaron Judge's ball. Did he actually catch it or did he miss it? I think he no, missed it. No. Um, it was like, four people over from him <laughs> dude that's dedication i mean you gotta end up breaking something during that so uh shout out to him but anyways uh that's enough baseball talk here we're gonna move on to the league news couple tidbits here real quick uh and then we will get into the metro preview but before we give you the league news i think nick has a word from our sponsor brackish life I do. That's right. Let's take a minute to talk about Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's real Bay apparel made by real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh Brackish Life. Not too much to get to on the NHL news. Harry, I'll go ahead and throw it back over to you for that. Let's start with Maddie B signing that big ticket in New York. Yeah, uh, easily the biggest news of the day, and this was not mentioned in our Metro preview because we recorded that last week, but Matt Barzell got absolutely paid an eight-year deal, I believe, coming in at what, nine, just shy of $9.2 million. Can someone fact-check me on that? But uh, 9.15, yeah, you nailed it. 9.15, so Matty B gets his payday. A little bit of skepticism from NHL media, Twitter, the guy, I don't think someone told me this he's never gotten over like 64 points in a season now granted i think that 64 was in a lockout year or a bubble year but um you know he got a a hefty payday what do you guys think yeah i mean he's not necessarily i mean from what we've seen so far he's not going to be that guy that goes out there and gets you 90 points Right? Did I nail that or what? Yeah, the, yeah, yes, confirmed. Smeagol yeah. is Aaron Boone. Yeah, yeah. I, I will give you that one. <laughs> Aaron Smeagol Boone. <laughs> so, like, the thing with Matt Barzell for me is like, I, I can't really explain it. When you do the eye test, he's incredible. Right? He's fast. His skates arguably better than anybody else in the league besides maybe McDavid and McCarr. Um, you know, he's got hands. He makes plays. He doesn't really have a whole lot of talent around him. He but can when get you, gritty if he needs to be. Yeah, but when you look at like the stat sheets, like he's just never really had one of those huge years, right? Um, I mean, I think he's worth it. And I was also telling a buddy this who was asking me about it. It's not really like they had a choice because he no, was you easily, have to pay him. Someone would would have thrown that money at him easily. It's like the Islanders couldn't get any free agents, so they got to keep what they got. I mean, he's their he's their number one star. So, you know, is it a little high? I'd say maybe a tiny bit, but would he have like? 80 85 90 points if he was playing in like florida yeah that's the that's an argument to be made i mean he's been playing with trots islanders system for a while so um happy for barzell uh probably the best one of the best looking guys in the league just throwing that out there i was like <laughs> he, they showed him on, like signing his contract yeah i was like he's a handsome man there's no doubt about that so um islanders get their guy he's staying in long island the skepticism is over uh and then nick what's the other tidbit i don't have the 
Yeah, Ron Francis of the Seattle Kraken is expecting Shane Wright to play the entire year with the team. Fourth overall pick this year. I mean, the whole big thing was he was passed over, not for, you know, first, second, and third. What do you guys think about this? Do you think it's worth them to keep him up or would you send him back to junior or something? I love this move. I think he's going to be playing with an enormous chip on his shoulder. He's got his buddy, Matty Berniers, who's probably going to be on his line. So this is going to be a fun team to watch. I don't know if I can slap the fun team label on them yet, but they do have a fun line. They have a fun line. Young guns. I mean, from a fan standpoint, I'm excited that he will likely be up for the whole season because I would love to see him play some NHL hockey this year. But I, uh, yeah, I don't think the Kraken are a fun team uh, TM, you know. I could see Wright, Berniers, and like Burakoski just absolutely having a season, but the rest of the team does nothing. Yeah. I, I mean, what do you have to lose? No, you don't have anything to lose, especially the Kraken. But yeah, uh, seriously, that's really it. Since we uh, did the Atlantic Division preview, only a couple days have passed. It feels like we're knocking out content every single day right now, which is kind of wild. But um, yeah, I think we are going to hop into the Metro preview right now. Oh, Lordy. All right, and now we were going to hop into our Metro Division preview. This one will not be controversial at all. We will all agree on everything that we say. Obviously, you can sense the sarcasm in my voice. And if you're from New York, I recommend that you put uh, some type of like self-drive if you have a Tesla or some shit on, because you're going to want to crash your car after this, I have a feeling. So- and you probably need help driving anyways. <laughs> L7 Wien. <laughs> just, just right into it, boys. Just right into it. Yeah, that, that we really didn't waste any time there. Okay, let's start with the odds to win the division. Number one, we have the bunch of jerks at plus 200. Boo. We have, we have the, uh, I was going to make a New York joke, but it lost me. Uh, the New York Rangers at plus 300. Boo. The, <laughs> the Pittsburgh Penguins at plus 300. Boo. Ah. The, the New York Islanders at plus 700. The Washington mm. Capitals at plus 900. Boo. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, the New Jersey Devils at plus 1,800. The Columbus Blue Jackets at plus 5,000. Who cares? And the AHL uh, affiliate <laughs> of the NHL, the Philadelphia Flyers at plus 5,000. So oh, we've no got a, Yeah, right? We've got a lot to unpack here, folks. This is going to be a lot of fun. So I would sit back and relax for this one. Crack a cold one if you can. Let's get into it. So the Carolina Hurricanes, the bunch of jerks, as Don Cherry would say, plus 200. Last season, they lost in seven games to the New York Rangers in the second round. They beat the Boston Bruins in round one and seven. I know that you guys don't like this team very much. Uh, I, I, I know that very strongly, actually. Uh, before I ask you what you guys think about what they're going to do this year, I think it's worth noting the key subtractions. They lose uh, Vinny Trocek, Tony D'Angelo, Nino Niederreier, Max Domi, and Ian Cole. In the key additions, they added Andre Kasha, Max Pacioretty, Brent Burns, Dylan Coggan, and Jake Gardner. Uh, their biggest problem, they have they have like early two. 2010 cap syndrome they can't get past the second round so what do you guys think about this team this season on paper they're definitely the best team in this division i think you have to say uh you know you pull up their daily face off it's it's all right there i i don't 
I hate the fact that they got Pacioretty because I feel like it's going to click here. I feel like it mm-hmm. didn't really click in Vegas and mm-hmm. like it clicked for a little bit in Montreal. And I just get the overwhelming dreadful feeling that it's going to work out really, really well for yeah. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the most underrated snipers in the NHL. Yes. I think that, uh, well, first of all, there's a lot up for debate with this team that we're definitely going to talk about this or that. Uh, one thing is for certain that this team is going to lose outdoors this year. You know, they're just yep. going to lose an outdoor game this year, which is cool. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know what else I actually really like that I feel like a lot of people have been saying like, ah, that doesn't matter that much. Brent Burns, I love this signing. I'm jealous of this signing. I know he's a little bit of an old man now, but I think this is another like classic example of uh, a big name that was kind of like on the downtrend with the team he played his whole career with. Besides, I think he was on the wild very briefly at the beginning of his career. But, you know, we think of him as a San Jose Sharks guy. He was sort of on the downtrend. I think this is going to give him a whole, like a brand new lease on life type of situation. I fully expect him to be a pain in the ass with Carolina. I think he's going to get big minutes. I think he's going to get power play time. I think he's going to score goals. Great people forget. Uh, people forget that Brett Burns played forward for the Minnesota Wild. This is true, and I would agree with. Wow, I forgot. I didn't know that. That's kind yeah. Of, it's kind of like a Bufflin situation when he yeah, was exactly. in Chicago. Um, Mac, I agree with everything you just said. I think Brent Burns is going to have a, a decent year, not and maybe the, like and the, uh, the losing outdoors part to your group. Yeah, that one, sure. I'll go with that. Um, uh, I'm not a big Canes guy myself, so I'll I'll add to the bias there. Big but raising Canes guy, but raising Canes, not yes. Hurricanes guy. True, true. Raising Canes, big fan. Um, so when I look at this team. I really like that addition of Paul Statsny. I think it makes that third line just that much better. Um, and I mean, they have Seth Jarvis as the fourth line center, and he was arguably their best player at certain points last season. So I think that's kind of funny. But they also have him on daily faceoff as the first line right wing. Yeah, I guess they fucked that one up. I don't know why. Daily faceoff <laughs> yeah, fix that's your really shit. Weird. It, unless we had some like mitosis thing where Seth Jarvis just divided into two smaller Seth Jarvises. Yo. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Big brain move there, Manila. Um, then ignore my comment. I don't know why Daily Faceoff has that. They're the best team in the division. Nick said that on paper, they should win the division. The only question that I would really have is, you know, Freddie Anderson had a monster year last year. Is it a fluke? I don't think. I don't think so. I think Freddie's always been a solid goalie. He just yeah. played in the worst market that any athlete could ever play in <laughs> ever. So I actually think he could like have a, like a really good year and even be up for Vesna. I agree. If he, if he plays like well that. enough. Um, I think I like Ranta as their backup again too. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. a solid spot. I think the only question mark honestly is the D and it's not really even a question mark. I mean, these guys should be totally fine, but I, I think it's probably the one area where they, they they could struggle a bit. Would you say it's more chemistry as opposed to a question mark? You're just waiting to see how they gel together or sort of. Yeah. I mean, like you look at each individual name and like, it's mostly household names at this point. If you're a, a regular NHL fan, these are all guys that you should have heard of by now. Uh, but I, I do think there's a slight chance that maybe this D takes a little bit of time to kind of get off the ground, to mesh, to gel, like Nick was saying. The Brent Burns part, yeah, I mean, Slavin, in my opinion, top five, top seven defenseman in the league somewhere there. He's a stud. 
Uh, Brady Shea, stud. Brett Pesci, I wouldn't maybe say like stud, but very, very respectable. Pain in the ass to play against, man. Yeah. I like the Coughlin uh, Mm -hmm. acquisition too. I think he'll be a a nice uh, back end, um, you know, bottom bottom pairing, but still I think he'll he'll eat a decent amount of minutes there for them. Let's not forget Paul Stastny on the forwards too. It's just yeah. experience, it's depth. That guy has been there, I mean, how many times? Yeah, I mean, Harry already said that, so maybe you just, I don't know, I'll say I something know, else. so I'll just go fuck myself. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, didn't I say that? Yeah. yeah good. Um, <laughs> ADD how, podcast. Yes. How deep do you think these guys can go? I know last season they were my cup winner prediction before the season starts. I would imagine they're right up there again with the favorites. What do you guys think? They're definitely going to be one of those teams that like everyone is like, load up your money on, put it on Carolina early to win the cup. And I'm always hesitant to do that. I think this team probably makes it to the third round. Unless here's, here's another situation I could see them falling into. I could see this team winning the president's trophy in mm. which case they might have one more cursed year. Like this might be that 2017 Capitals situation where they're like so freaking good that everyone's like, oh, they 2010 gotta, Capitals. They got to break through now. And it's like, nope. Instead, they're going to like ultra implode and then they'll make like one or two more tweaks. And then next year, maybe be with it. I don't know. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, but I think it's possible. I also think the only other area that kind of worries me a little bit for the Canes is Brindamore, great coach. However, I feel like he's the type of coach that kind of wants this team to sit back a little more, like when they get a lead and play more conservative. And I feel like too many times last year, they had like a one goal lead. And if they had just been a little more aggressive and tried to get like an insurance marker, they could have found themselves in the win column a little more often um, instead of kind of sitting back and then giving up a goal, game's tied, they lose in overtime, something like that. I feel like we saw that in the Boston series too. I mean, granted, they had their third string goaltender in at one yeah, point. True. They they did blow a couple leads to, to the Bruins. Damn. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't – I'm not giving a cup pick yet on the pod. Um, we'll be dishing that out on social media. I need to let it marinate, but these guys are definitely going to be in the conversation for me. I love love the way this team is built, to be honest with you, unfortunately. When, when you run the numbers in your head, it's impossible to not factor them in there. I mean, just based on what you're looking at uh, on paper. Um, they're I, t- I, yeah, they're top five favorite, I would say. Easily. Yeah. Now, um, if they could just do something about those freaking jerseys. like no, they Just have- go back to the like ones you had. They, whoa, whoa, to whoa. me, to me, they've never had a great jersey. I whoa. think their whoa. best jersey is the mid. black alternate one from like way back when, like the original black alternate, not the stupid one that had the gray on the shoulder, the like their flag that's, or whatever. That's their I, that's their main one this season. I think. Yeah, they announced and I it. don't like it. The gray and the black. The logo is dumb too. The flag. That's I like, kinda, what is yeah. that even wear? Like, what is that? I kind of like it. That's, yeah. Okay. I kind of like. I mean, the flag. I get it. it's a hurricane warning flag, but like. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Like, didn't know that one. But, like, why are you afraid of your own mascot? <laughs> right. <It's> like... <laughs> All right. So, moving on, we got the New York Rangers. Last season, they were in the conference finals and they were at one point beating the Tampa Bay Lightning two games to none in the series. And then they blew it. Uh, they lost this offseason. 
Ryan Strom, Andrew Kopp, Frank Vetrano, and Alex Georgiev. They added Vinny Trocek, Ryan Carpenter, and Yaroslav Halak. Their biggest problem? It's going to be tough to find a problem here, to be honest. They are pretty loaded, I would say. And if anything, I think that their second line, now that they have Trocek, is probably an upgrade from last season. They are also arguably top five Stanley Cup favorite right there with Carolina. I'd say those two teams are neck and neck in terms of firepower. It pains me to say this. They're a very, very good hockey team, and they will be a very, very good hockey team for a long time. If the New York Rangers win the Stanley Cup, I really hope some of the listeners try and like find what happens to us because we might all be dead. Yeah, you might never hear from any of us again. (laughs) Yeah. I hate the New York Rangers. Same. same. I hate them. I used to think like the Philadelphia Eagles had the worst fans in sports, and it's not even close anymore. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, when you look at the daily face-off, what are the first things that pop out at you guys? The D is really good. The damn second line is really good. I hate the fact that they got Vincent Trocek. I hate that so much. I thought there was no way that he could like piss me off more than being on the Hurricanes. And they were like, oh, we'll just put him on the Rangers. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's even worse. Also, like Halak is just going to thrive there. And I was going to say, I, I like, I can't believe he's like still playing hockey at this point. But like how much you want to bet he has like six shutouts this year. And like, yeah, like if Igor gets hurt at all. Like if oh, that happens, yeah. please yeah, let he's... that happen. Um, like Halak is going to come in and just absolutely run the show. I mean, the dude's a cap killer anyway. So, yeah, I would say that short of the Colorado Avalanche, trying to think of another team, maybe the Nashville Predators. This team probably has the best defense in the league. Uh, they're loaded. Uh, Adam Fox, you don't need to say much more. And Ryan Lindgren, last playoff run, really showed. He was really that impressive. Dude could, that dude can fucking play. By the way, is he related to Charlie Lindgren at all? Does anyone know? The backup for the Caps? No idea. No clue. Uh, Keandre Miller, he might end up being a top 10 defenseman along with Adam Fox after the season's over. This kid is legit. Uh, newly announced captain and headhunter, Jacob Truba. We all know what he can do. Injure your best player. Uh, and then... Our good friend of the program who we've had. Yes. Our good friend of the program who we had on uh, last season or two seasons ago, Zach Jones. He's projected to make the team this year, and I think he will. And then Braden Schneider, every fucking Rangers fan talks this kid up like he's going to be the next Keandre Miller. So, you know, they're really good. (laughs) They're going to be, they're going to not let anyone score. I mean, they have the puck the whole game. Igor is Igor. They have a top three defense, in my opinion. This team is loaded and i think that you would be pretty smart in all seriousness to lay a future for them to win the cup probably just don't dress 75 in the playoffs and they'll be fine uh <laughs> i also like with kratsov i'm interested to see how he gels into the system what they get out of him what his role is going to be um by the way charlie lindgren and ryan lindgren are brothers and there is another ah. brother too uh andrew very cool mac what do you think of the Rangers? I think they're going to win the division unless the Canes do. It'll probably be one of those two. Um, they're they're damn good, unfortunately. The Rangers are very good. They, I think they'll be just like last year. Like They'll get to the third round and maybe punch their ticket. Maybe not. 
Are they going to win the cup? There's so much silence that like all of us yeah, have that fear. I can't. Around. I can't I say it. I, I can't say it. Uh, yeah, same. I can't say <laughs> yes. I really want to say no, but I also can't say no. You know what's the question mark? I mean, seriously, I look at this lineup. I'm like, yeah, they're fucking stacked. Like, so when I was setting up the notes for this episode, you know, we're the way we've been structuring this. If you listen to the last couple previews for the other division. Uh, one of the things we talk about with each team is like the biggest problem. This was the hardest one. I, ha- I had a really hard time coming up with the biggest problem for this team. And the only two things I could sort of point to one, I think they could stand to improve a little bit in the goal scoring department. Last year, they finished 16th in goals for, which is good. I mean, that's it's right around average, but they definitely could improve a bit from there. Um, the only other thing is like, I feel like they've got a couple of players that they really need to like make a decision on. Like number one being Capo Caco. They mm-hmm. like, this is his year to like either be a part of this team and like really contribute to it or else they should probably like move him like halfway through the season or something like that, in my opinion. Cause and I- it's, it's not going to look like this in two years. Like they've got decisions to make and they're right. coming soon. I think but what again, you have... like that's not even really a problem. It's just like, yes, it... it's just going to happen. Yeah. I think one yeah. of the things that if you're a Cavs fan, a Penguins fan, anyone else in the Metro, what you need to hope for right now is trouble in paradise injuries. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, that too. I mean, not that <laughs> we that ever bad? want anyone to get hurt, but <laughs> like, that Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is, says what the is... guy who was just bitching about head hunting. Oh, <laughs> oh, freaking <laughs> Truba's head hunting. Eye for an eye. And no, what, I, I, unrelated i think they were saying that uh tua got hurt over the weekend at josh allen they play the ravens this coming week that got injured bad, and way. some and that was really bad allen was a little dinged up and i had a group chat that was like not rooting for injuries but josh allen <laughs> but <laughs> so that's where i'm gonna go with this I'm it was convenient let's put it that way yes it, exactly um the rangers are the best value for you to bet right now before the Season starts to win the Stanley Cup, in my opinion. I, I really, they're they're really good. Do you know what the odds are for that? I do not have them in front of me at the moment. Take it, odds maker Harry. Take a guess. I'm pulling it up right now. I will say plus to win five fifty to win the whole thing to win the cup. Yeah, I'm gonna give them plus four twenty five because the book is gonna love the fact that they're from New York. Yo. What? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did I click the right thing? Did you click yes. Cup or Division? Yeah, no, Stanley Cup odds to win, you guys. What? They're plus 1,800. That's wild. Are you serious? Yeah. Who's the, who's the favorite? What Colorado's the favorite. What are they at? Uh, Hold on, let's see. That's crazy. It, that, Colorado, has, that has Colorado to just be because is, they're in okay. the Metro. To like, put it I in mean, perspective, I think this is just because if you bet someone to win the Stanley Cup before the season even yeah, starts, it's going to yeah. all be pretty decent chunk of change. So even the Avs are plus 400. Okay. Um, but still, I thought the dude, Rangers would be they way have, up there. They have the Panthers at plus 900. That team is so ass cheeks uh so this confirms my belief that yes at plus 1800 the rangers are 100 the best bang yeah. for your buck unless you're that. a huge penguins fan because listen plus 2000 i i am a huge proponent of hedging your happiness i i That's stand fair. by it you if are a big you're gonna, guy if you're gonna be sad you might as well make a nice payday while you do it sure. so that's how I look at things. I might that's, be a psychopath. That's what, that's what they call Monday through Friday. 
Yeah, I might bet the bills this weekend, honestly, just to oh my God. cure yeah. my anxiety. <laughs> I don't know. It's like paying for a ticket to the game. That's how I look at it. Okay. There you go. I think we've covered the New York Rangers enough. I'm sure the New Yorkers have been stroking themselves as we talk about it. So that's great. Um, all right, we're moving on to probably, I would say, the worst <laughs> team in the NHL. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. They are horrible. Uh, they are so bad. Um they need to recover from last season. And I don't think they're going to be able to find a way how unless uh, Matt or Nick can educate them. Well, there's really only one thing that can help this team recover now. Um, you know, you could give them an adrenaline shot. That probably wouldn't do it. You could give them about 18 pounds of blow and amphetamines. That still wouldn't even make a dent. What they need is something that's really going to help their back, their knees, and just their overall workout routine. And that's going to be cane footwear because they're changing the game by providing a unique shoe focused on recovery while being made from sustainable materials. Don't wait. Head to our link in our bio today to grab a pair of the most comfortable and coolest shoes you will ever ever own that was beautiful Thank that you. was actually a phenomenal ad read thank you i think we should get paid from Kane just for that yeah um all right let's dive into the philadelphia flyers i really don't want to spend too much time on this but oscar Lindblom gone keith yandel gone uh martin beach ball cold dog shit jones gone uh key additions nick delorier tony d'angelo and john tortorella the biggest what problem, could go wrong what could go wrong <laughs> the biggest problem everything I mean, literally everything, um, management, players. I, I can't say coach because he's brand new, but that'll probably become a problem. Um, this is a train wreck waiting to happen. The goaltending is like, really, we're doing this again? Like, we're really <laughs> just going to be like, yeah, Carter Hart, he's the future. What are you talking about? Like, they're just leaning into that one again. Like, okay, and what, if that doesn't work out, then you got freaking Sandstorm? Like... <laughs> Freaking like EM Felix Sandstorm. Okay. No, literally, just I can see it right now. Like Carter Hart, he's like agonizing in pain from like an uh, like an unavoidable injury halfway through the season. They pan to the bench, just. Oh my god. I this think... looks like, you know how we said, like, uh, I think it was the central episode, how like you look at like the Coyotes roster or the Pacific and uh, it's like what your AHL team looks like after like 10 years in like NHL franchise mode. Right. Yep. That's yeah. this. Well, okay. Here's what the most concerning part of this is to me. <laughs> the management seems to think that this team is like pretty close or something. It's either that or they just don't give a fuck at all because they didn't really do much of anything in the offseason. They did literally nothing. They, so, they paid uh, Rasmus Ristolainen <laughs> and then they couldn't afford Johnny Cattrall. And he literally yeah. said it on Chicklets. He's like, I wanted to go to Philly. Yeah. And they couldn't. And they fucked it up. Like, Yeah. It's, it's almost like there's something going on where they're having trouble processing their thoughts and making decisions. <laughs> Like, like, like confused. Like they're yeah. confused. I just stop me if you've heard this one okay. before. I, but here's, here's what's going to be super interesting. This is going to be can't miss hockey because John Tortorella is going to get so mad oh at this God. team. Like he, he's going to take the orb of confusion and just shatter it. And just, just smash gonna, it. Yeah. Just going to smash it into a million pieces. All the money they were going to give Johnny hockey is going to be on replacement orbs. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> literally they're going to be like, they're going to bring it in. What's the, uh, 
What's the SpongeBob thing where he has like a whole closet full? Oh, of Oh, would Squidward clocks has like all the alarm yeah. clocks and exactly. stuff? Oh that, my god! We got to We gotta like yep, make a where they open that closet. And it's just all the orbs, and it's just <laughs> ksh, ksh, smashing them over and over again. Uh, I think a very big note here: two huge losses for this team. Ryan Ellis might never play hockey again. Is that what sucks. I'm hearing. I have been a fan of his since he was in Windsor. I mean, that dude is. One yeah. of the most talented offensive yeah. defensemen and does not get enough credit for it. Yep. And Sean Couturier, don't know yet. Sounds like there's a back problem there. It could be six to eight weeks. That's not could good. Could be six to eight months. He hasn't played hockey in like a year. They've got 68 really... months? Six to eight months. There you go. 68. Well, actually, if you follow Evil Gritty, 68 months might actually be the uh, projected. Am I correct there. that Lindblom went? elsewhere he went to like yeah. san jose or something like that right yeah he's gone yeah. I, I know he's gone but i just couldn't remember like what I, his status I, was i think it's san jose but all in all i mean this team blows like really bad and uh there's no chance they make the playoffs it's guaranteed they finished last in this division i don't really think there's much more to say how does the whole john tortorella and then the tony d thing go it's is this going to be like their best friends or is it going to be like I kerosene feel... c4 and a detonator i think they could be like really best good friends. friends or something yeah torts, like i think they could yeah. vibe well torts loves that edge he manages edge well he 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 likes edgy players because he's an edgy guy asshole mentality yeah he re- yeah. really thrives on that i will say his press conferences after the game are going to be can't miss television um oh absolutely gonna be fun no that's um, what i was saying he's just he like the press conferences are gonna be amazing he's gonna be screaming he's he's either gonna be screaming or he's gonna just be like i not, just want him to not, like walk into the answer a single question just like, i just want him to walk in with like the greasiest like meatball parm hero like after the game and just slam it down on the table before his press conference i love we when suck. he gets salty <laughs> i love when he's just sitting there just Arms crossed. Just who's yeah. next? Next it's question. Great. That's a dumb question too. I'm not answering it. Yeah, that with the Philly media, I can't see anything that goes wrong. All right, moving on to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Last season, could not get above a 500 win percentage. Finished just below it. Not a terrible season, but they weren't really ever in playoff contention for real. For real. Uh, key subtractions: Oliver Bjorkstrand. Uh, don't underestimate the weight of that loss. He led the team in goals last season with 28, so that's a big loss. Uh, key additions. Somehow, some way, they landed the biggest free agent in Johnny Gaudreau, Erica Branson, Nick Cousins, Mark Stahl. Eric, are we doing that right? Wasn't that f- Florida? Yep. Whoops. Might uh, be. Uh, yeah, it might be a little typo there. Sorry. No, you're good. They got Johnny Hockey and Erica Branson, so we'll go um, with those two. Anything else probably doesn't matter, for being honest. Uh, the biggest problem is going to be keeping the puck out of their net. Uh, Elvis needs to return to form, and the defense needs to step up. This is a very hard team to read. I have no idea what's going on. It's a complete like coin toss. I don't know what to think of these this team. So I'm going to ask you guys, by looking at their projected lineup, what do you think about the Columbus Blue Jackets for the season? First and foremost, um, learning some new names because I've not seen some of these before. Uh, I mean, that top line looks impressive. You've got ham and cheese on the left, Boone Jenner in the middle, and then Patty Liney on the right. I mean, that could seriously do some damage. Uh, 
I don't hate the second line, but to me, that's more of a third line, if that makes sense. I, the weird thing, the like most confusing thing, and there, believe me, there's a lot of confusing things about Columbus. Uh, first of all, what, what's weird, we're talking about confusion. We're talking about the Philadelphia Flyers, talking about confusion, talking about CBJ. This team, to me, is a lot like the Flyers. Like they they sort of blend together because they both had freaking torts as a coach. They both like been really good and made the playoffs semi recently. They're both doing some soul searching right now. Uh, but what's most confusing to me right now about CBJ is that they like they they took a huge step to improve their forward core in adding Johnny Hockey. And I don't think their forward core was really the issue, like at all. Like they, they, I can't, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they were fine in, in terms of goals for goals against has been their problem the last several years in a row. Uh, Elvis had like one really good year where he was like the guy. And then since then, he just hasn't quite found consistency. Um, so that's what I'm looking for with this team this year, I think specifically is, goals five on five too. Yeah. Elvis is going to need to step up. I mean, they've got, they've got Corpus Allo who also like could, I think there's a world where maybe he has like a really good year and, and establishes himself as a starter. However, I am an Elvis guy. I think Elvis is probably the guy and I, I would like to see him kind of find his game this year. But yeah, the defense is also like a little questionable. Um, I don't know. I think they should have put more time and energy and money into their D this offseason than their offense. I'm a big Elvis guy too. I mean, Burning Love is one of my favorite songs of all time. But I also think that these guys do have one of the better goalie tandems in the NHL. I think when Corpus Allo's on his game, I mean, he was one of the most sought after guys uh, you know, for trade prospects over the last two years. If you're talking about ceiling, then yes. Like yeah. both of these guys have showed that they can be up there with like some of the top goaltenders in the year or sorry, in the league when they're on their game. Um, but yeah, it's just a matter of like which Elvis and which Jonas are we definitely. I mean, based off last year, they need big time responses to how it ended up. Uh I'll be honest, and I maybe shouldn't be admitting this as a hockey podcaster, but I don't know one person on their fourth line i've never heard of any of them <laughs> eric like sean Rob corrally <laughs> eric robinson sean corrally and matthew oliver not olivier olivier exactly and, um yeah sean corrally was on the Flyers. yeah he was on the Come and on. the bruins oh my bad yeah. like, wait was he on the flyers or was i think he, he was on, on the, the bruins, bruins? Yeah. No, he was on the Bruins. Well, here's I guess my that, two, there you go. I don't even barely know him, apparently. My two question marks, the two teenagers in the lineup, Kent Johnson and Cole Sillinger, they both have a lot of potential. Uh, we know what Kent Johnson can do. We watch the World Juniors if he can even you know, show. I think he'll make the team. I yeah, think he, he has make to make the team. The team. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think they can't do anything else. Like apparently, he's already. Apparently this dude, Kirill Marchenko, is supposed to be pretty dang good, too. Yeah, and Cole Sillinger, I mean, he was the youngest player in the league last season. Uh, you know, he looked really good at times. So if those two kids can step up and play to what they're capable of doing, I think that they could be a frisky team. Who's the coach of this team right now? Um, Hang on. 
it's escaping me. Let me fact check this before we go. You guys While he's looking, I do love um, that they got Adam Boquist. I don't know why. I just always thought this guy was solid. Yeah. Great puck moving defenseman. I think he's got great awareness. I think he was just in a really, really <laughs> shitty situation in Chicago. Huge Quist team. Yes. Big time Bra- Quist team. Not Brad Quist. Larson. Bo Quist. Brad Larson. They love, okay. They love Quists. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Larson's the coach. I Brad think... Lars Quist. <laughs> you have to have quest to make the team um i i this team's gonna be annoying that's the best way to put it i they can easily play spoiler for people they might even make the playoffs for all i know no no not out of you the don't metro. Think, think i don't think so don't not don't. without torts and not out it's of the really metro. too hard uh, too many quests. i don't i <laughs> i don't think they will but I think that they'll be really close to the wild card, like six points, four points, something around that. I mean, that they're going to score a lot of goals. There's Johnny Hockey had 100 points last season. I think he had like 70-something assists. He's going to put that with Line and Boone Jenner or Roslovic. That's a good, good first line. If they click, like if this team buys in and clicks to whatever Larson is throwing out there. I think that they could put some wins together. I definitely don't think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll probably be like 10 points out when it's all said and done. Yeah, I would expect something similar. I hope you're right. They will be better than the devil. Eh, They'll be better than the Flyers for sure. Absolutely. They'll be better than the Devils, I would would say. Maybe, maybe. I have some hot takes when it comes to NJD. We'll get there in a moment. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to the next team. We got the New York Islanders last season. I think we all said it last episode, but that kind of seemed like a fluke to us. They started the season with like what 16 road games in a row or something crazy because their new arena was still being built. It was it was like so insane. So they kind of got screwed from the start. Now they've got the new beautiful arena up. Uh, and they're ready to go. Uh, they lost Big Z in the offseason along with Andy Green, so two old farts on the blue line. And then they added uh, Alex Romanoff in the offseason. Their biggest problem, they've got to start scoring goals. Last season, they were 24th in goals for um, – I'm sorry, they, they finished last season 20th worse in goals for the last four seasons. And last season, they finished 24th. So they got to be able to put the puck in the back of the net. And they haven't seemed to be able to do that recently. Yeah, basically last four seasons, scoring goals have been a big problem for them. Um, I That's their main thing, right? They have, in my opinion, one of – the highest potential goalie tandems in the league, Ilya Sorokin and Semyon Varlamov. I mean, there's nothing that should be problematic about that, except maybe you worry about Varley getting injured or something like that. Right. A little bit older, but I, I fully think that Sorokin could like make a case for Vezina if he has like a good year this year. Um, the goal, the, the goal scoring is the problem. That's, that's going to be the issue for them. That's what they need to address. However, I will say the D, eh, I mean, they've been good at keeping the puck out of their net in the last couple seasons. They still got Pelican Pulak. Noah Dobson needs to have a good year. Uh, I like the Romanov signing. I think he'll fit in well in this decor uh, for Barry Trotz. Third pairing, a little bit suspect. Uh, What do you guys think? I, I totally agree. I, I think uh, the Romanov signing is great for them. I, I look at this forward core, and I think kind of with the exception of Barzell, I see just third lines down the board. 
Yeah, but that's always kind of been their thing. And that's totally been their MO, and that's fine. But, I mean, like you said, goal scoring is clearly a problem. Like We I also mean, need to see Oliver Wallstrom, like, step up in a big way. This, this is the year. Like, it's got to be make or break this year. Worth noting that Barry Trotz is no longer at the helm. They now have new head coach Lane Lambert, so maybe the system changes a little bit. Um, I don't know what to think of this team i still think they're good but when you think about two years ago when they made the third round and they took tampa deep it was that defense that really carried them that structure that trots brought now we got lane lambert coming in i don't really know what to expect i would expect more of the same because he's been with trots since forever i guess yeah you're probably right I'm also correct that Anders Lee was out for like almost the whole year last year, right? They lost. They had the most games lost to injuries, I think, last year by far. I'm scared of the Islanders. I'll put it out there. I think that they can very easily be a playoff team. They probably have the best fourth line in hockey. We've said that for, what, three seasons now? Yeah. Um, They're tough. And Anthony Bavillier, I've talked about this guy multiple times on the podcast, extremely slept on, very talented, and very clutch, always scores big goals. I got a feeling, I got a bad feeling, maybe for you guys, that the Islanders are what might keep the Capitals out of the playoffs. Wow. I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, I, I could definitely see it. But for me, the, this Islanders team is just a big wait and see kind of science <laughs> yeah. experiment. I mean, last year, yes, it was a fluke. Yes, we saw this team sort of rise to the top the last two seasons before the, the fluky season last year. But yeah, I just have no idea which way this is going to go. I mean, this could absolutely go great or it could just implode. Well, here's the thing. Even with the extremely catastrophic start to last season and basically being out of it very early on, they made it interesting with like yeah. a month left in the season. I remember people being like, holy shit, Caps are playing bad. Islanders are hot. They're only like 10 points behind them. There, there was a lot of people talking about it. Um, and it, you know, it ended up caps made the playoffs, I think more than 10 points above them, but they made it interesting the last couple of weeks of the season, even with that adversity early on in the season. I think that speaks to the type of team that this is, of course, that was Barry Trotz's whole thing, right? Like no quit super, like, you know, you're not going to feel bad for yourself type of hockey coach right there. So it'll be interesting to see if they still have that, that, you know, chip on their shoulder, with Lane Lambert. Hot seat. Playoff team. Yes or no? It's coin flip on the books. This is such a hard one. This is so tough. Uh, I am going to say that the New York Islanders will make the playoffs this season. I think they will. I think Ilya Sorokin is about to have like an incredible year. I, I said legit. it when we first started talking about him. I really think there's a chance that guy could like shock everyone and win the Vezina this year. And so I'm going to go off that and say they make the playoffs. Little Nabokov. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I think they get in. I think it's definitely a wild card spot, though. I would agree. All right, moving on. We got the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Last season, they lost 55 games. Not great. Uh, The key subtractions, they lose P.K. Subban, Pavel Zaka, and Ty Smith. Key additions, they add Eric Howla, Andre Palat, John Marino, Vitek Vanacek, and Brendan Smith. Uh, they give up a shit ton of goals. That's always been their biggest problem, and it might continue to be their biggest problem depending how the goaltending situation shapes up. I know you guys probably have some comments on that. Uh, 
what do you expect from the Devils? I think everyone's kind of like thinking, okay, Jack Hughes is going to have a monster season. Maybe the Devils can make some noise. What do you guys think? I kind of don't expect Jack Hughes to have a monster season. Uh, I don't know why. I just kind of get that vibe. I, I look at this team and I see a lot of talented you know, players that are sort of up and coming or guys that have moved around a bit. Obviously, the big question here is goaltending. Vanacek or Blackwood? Uh, you know, you're going 1A, 1B kind of here for the whole season. Are you going to do a 50-50 split or is one going to rise to the top? I have no idea. Uh, the Palat signing is so big for this team. I mean, this is exactly yeah. the kind of player that is going to thrive in this market. Yeah, yeah he, he basically is like plugging your hockey team into like an a giant like electric battery like this guy is just gonna send a charge throughout the lineup just in the locker room having this guy on the team is gonna be huge i thought the same thing when i was kind of dissecting this team earlier um igor sharangovich also another great uh fantasy fantasy sleeper pick um i i do kind of agree with nick i think like the chemistry is gonna be maybe a little off for this team especially early on the defense is the weakest part for me. I don't think that they did enough. I, I think the John Marino thing is good. Eh. Harry, Harry, you could probably speak a little more to that, but I, I like that pickup for them. I like um, the Graves one too. Yeah. Brendan Smith also is a guy that apparently can play forward ND, which I, I didn't know that, but um, that's uh, what I was reading earlier. Here's the thing about Vitek Vanacek. I actually really think he could he could shine for the Devils, but it worries me with that specific decor in front of him. I'm not sure they're going to be able to help him out enough. I'm rooting for the guy a little bit. I mean, he's in my my division, so I can't root for him too much. But um, I I do think there's a world where like VV is the the like clear cut starter for this team especially because I don't know what Mac Blackwood's injury status is. I know he missed a lot of time last year and I'm not sure if that's going to be like a nagging thing for him or not. Um, but yeah, they've kind of got a lot of individual guys that are all like pretty good at hockey. It's just going to come down to, can they find the chemistry? Can they find the consistency? And most of all, can they compete in a very tough metropolitan division? So when I look at this team, I don't think that they're a playoff team given the status of the Metro. I don't think that the Caps and the Penguins are dead just yet. I think if they were and they were over the bend already, then maybe this team would have a chance. But when I do look at this lineup, I have two thoughts. One, I do love the Palat signing. A, a better version of what the Red Wings did with David Perron, in my opinion. They bring in that veteran second-line guy, playoff experience, big goals. Like, Kind of reminds me of that type of player obviously a little bit better coming off back-to-back -back Stanley Cups uh and a fantasy sleeper you mentioned uh Igor Sharangovich I will put Dawson Mercer in there that kid is very talented we have seen some really good glimpses of him offensively showing what he can do it would not surprise me at all if maybe he takes over Jesper Bratt's spot on that top line I think Mercer's got some real game I don't like the defense that much I think Marino is a coin flip. I mean, it's hard to tell. With, with he, There were times when he was a rookie where he was so good offensively, and then towards his later stint in Pittsburgh, they were, people would pull out all these advanced analytics about his defense. I'm like, well, what do you – you got to pick what you are. Like, you know, you can't just kind of throw it all over the place. So 
I don't think they're a playoff team. I don't know about the whole Jack Hughes monster year. He's got to stay healthy. That's the most important thing. And nobody talks about Nico. He's here. And I'm almost going to say it's like kind of justified. I haven't really seen too much from this guy. Oh, I completely disagree. I've seen him play really? live and he is absolutely incredible. Just one of the best two-way centers I've seen in the last 10 years. I think he's going to have a better year than Jack Hughes. Um, I, I, and I, I, Harry, I, I was thinking the same exact thing until I saw him play live. He's definitely skilled. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from him, but what was he? He was drafted. He was the first overall pick in 2017. I can't even believe that Like that was so long ago. Yeah. He had 52 points his rookie year. Um, he had 60 last year. Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. I thought he had like 50 for some reason, but... Maybe he will have a big year. I don't know. Maybe I sound like an idiot, but I love the second line. I mean, Palat on the left, Hughes in the middle, Sharon Govich on the right. That just spells problems. That should be a really good line. It should yeah. be. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I, I probably will eat my words on the he sheer thing, but I just, I don't know. I haven't really seen it offensively just yet. So What's the consensus points. here? Not making the playoffs? Not making the playoffs. I think yeah, they could be better than Columbus, though, potentially. Definitely. Like, I, I actually think they have a Ooh. chance to be not the second worst team in the Metro. So two polls I would like to run with our fan base, and I'll put this on our social. Who will get more points, the Devils or the Blue Jackets? And then in the Atlantic Division, the Senators or the Red Wings? I would love to see yeah. the fan results from that. Uh, me too. That's a good one. Um, all right, moving on the Pittsburgh Penguins last season. <laughs> wow. Uh, ruined my Outer Banks vacation. That's kind of the way that went. Uh, lost to the Rangers in seven games, blew a three, one lead. So that's always fun. Uh, key subtractions, Evan Rodriguez, Mike Matheson, John Marino, and Brian Boyle key additions, Ty Smith, Josh Archibald, Ryan Poling, Jeff Petrie, and Jan Ruda. The biggest problem, um, they're old, <laughs> you know, like, is that going to hold up? Obviously Jari gets hurt last year and then the Smith gets hurt last year. And then we've got a guy who's eating spicy pork playing in net. And that just was the recipe for disaster. So um, I want you guys to tell me your thoughts on the penguins before I go here. For sure. And just to be clear, this is the same team that lost in overtime, right? Uh, I didn't hear that part get mentioned. <laughs> uh, lost in overtime in game seven. I'm immune uh, to it. Yes, it happened. <laughs> Yeah, ruined right, right, ruined Harry's outer bank vacation. I don't want to hear anyone complaining about three one losses. I'm sorry, but like until you've been through it ten times in your lifetime, it doesn't count. Um, yeah, and like the other thing, I I feel like we didn't really focus enough on like their biggest problem and how old they are, and just like you know their centers (laughs) going right down the middle. You got Crosby, 35 years old, Malkin, 36 years old, Jeff Carter, 37 years old, and then on the back end, of course, you got Dumoulin, 30. Latang, 35 years old, Jan Ruda, 32. And they, they added Jeff Petrie, who's 34 years old. So they got that going there for him. We're the oldest Did, team in the league. That's actually confirmed. We have the average oldest team in the NHL. Jeff nice. Petrie went to Michigan State, and that's all the nice things I have to say about the Pittsburgh Penguins. Harry, do you know offhand how many of the guys on the team have grandkids yet? Or <laughs> the fuck up. So here's my question to you, Harry. Um, yeah, shoot. How are you guys going to intentionally lose for a third time to try and get Connor Bedard? Yeah. Cause you um, did it with, uh, you got caught doing it with Lemieux. You got caught yeah. doing it with Sid. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't be, yeah. I honestly wouldn't even be that mad. <laughs> oh my God. I wouldn't even be that mad. Um, Real talk. 
that first line just fucking terrifies me. The second line I can live with. The third line's a pain in the ass, but it all comes down to who's on that right side and capping in. Am I stupid or who is Drew O'Connor? Uh, he's like a guy who gets up and down the lineup. He, I, I'm trying to think of who I would compare him to in the caps, but nothing's really coming to mind. My like, and I'm going to say something nice about the Pittsburgh Penguins here. I think the Jan Ruda signing was fantastic. Yep. That's a home yeah. run deal. Third D pairing, right side, shut down. I am not looking forward to that one bit. So here's my biggest worry. I'm I'm really, and this is hard for me, but I'm really trying to put myself in the perspective of a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. And if I were to do that, what would I be most pissed off and most worried about? And my answer is that this to me feels like how I felt as a Caps fan at the start of last year in terms of goaltending. Like, yeah. I watched Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov be very underwhelming and wanted that to be different. And then the Caps were like, eh, run it back, run it back. Let's try it again. And like, I, I think that's what's happening here. Granted, I will give you all credit. Jari and DeSmith were a better tandem than Vanacek and Sam and Samsonov in their first year and their second year as well. But I don't know. I, that would be what I'd be most worried about more so with the Smith, I guess. Like I, I think Jari has proved that he should be all right. Playoffs are, you know, he, he had the bad year and then he got injured last year. So we don't really know, but like he had a very good regular season last year. There's no denying that he, and there were, there were streaks too, where he looked like very good last year. too. All-star, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he but, for whatever but that's worth. I don't know. It's interesting to me that they were just like, okay, yeah, we're yeah, DeSmith can come back. Like, I don't know if uh, I don't know if I would have been as content with that um, as they were. Also, I I read a lot of things that said that Ty Smith may not even be like he might be more of like a seventh D for y'all. Did you, do you know? Be. Do you know who would be the sixth in place of him? I mean, there's some talk that, you know, Chad Ruedel's a guy that's not in this lineup on daily faceoff that they said could probably be in there. Mark Friedman's another guy that they said could probably be in there. Um, I'm guessing I, you would probably rather see Smith in there, right? I'm more of a Ty Smith guy. I saw what he did in Jersey when he had his good year. He can, he can skate really well, which I think yeah. is something that we lack. Um, Nick, yeah. I, I love what you said about the Ruta deal. We needed to get bigger and tougher on the back end. And I, I like that Hextall did that. Um, a lot of people were not happy with Matheson getting traded. I know that Petrie's older, more expensive, and didn't have as good of a year last year. But I don't hate it. And maybe I'm in the minority no, I, on that. I think that's an upgrade. I Matheson had a really good year. Don't get me wrong. But... I think this team needed to get more defensive on defense. Well, the other question here is Latang. He's coming off arguably the best year of his career, right? I mean, it was yeah, he was, it was a monster. He was very good last year, and that was a big like prove the haters wrong type of year for Latang because previous to last year, people were saying he's done, and right. you know, and and really the only reason he's back right now on the penguins is because of last year, probably. Cause I feel like yeah. even the management for the pens were probably like yep. about ready to part ways. And then he wowed them last year and they were like, all right, maybe he's not done. Yeah. He but can, he do it again. Like, do you think that he got his deal and now he's like, all right, now I'm done. Or do you think he's going to have another like 
60 plus point season. I mean, he had what, like fifth, I want to say he had like 58 assists or something like that. Like he, he it was crazy. Year. Yeah. He had a really good year. I, Maybe I'm just saying that cause he's number 58, <laughs> but I don't worry about Chris Letang one bit. I know exactly, you, you know exactly what you're going to get and I'm fine with what we get. I'm most worried about Brian Dumoulin. There's a lot of trade rumors out there that he was going to be the left defenseman that got dealt. They still kind of need to deal up. I think this is a contract year for him. Isn't he expire at the end of the year? Yep. And, and he had a big injury. It was either right before the pandemic or in the bubble after where he kind of like had, I think he had an ankle problem. He's never Mm -hmm. been the same since. By the um, way, I was correct. Latang wears number 58 and had 58 assists last year. Ooh. Yeah, he's a beast. So, um, Harry, real quick, the whole Malkin thing in the offseason, you know, the whole should I stay or should I go uh, drama show, how much does that affect him going into this year? Um, from I mean, I've... like, let's let's call a spade a spade. The dude's a head case. Yeah, he's – yes. Yeah. And let's – he's – Obviously, out of Crosby, Latang, and him, I would say he's the furthest from what he was when he was at his peak. Yes. That being said, I'm pretty sure someone can fact check me on this. He was a point per game player last season. <laughs> I think he was close to at least. I think I'm pretty sure he or he was like one point off, maybe. Yeah. Um, the dude can still play, and to be honest with you, he's all we really need him for is power play. I mean, as long as he's not giving up goals on the even strength. All in all, I could go on and on about this team. You guys know I could talk about them for two hours. There's there's really one factor, two factors that are going to determine the fate of how far they can go because I do think they're a playoff team. Kasperi Kapanen has to play better. Like there's – he's the Daniel Sprong 2.0. Like that ceiling's so high, skates like the wind, big right-handed shot. I have to see Kasperi Kapanen do well this season. There's and time's no running else. out too. Cause yeah. I feel like he's, this has been yeah. the same narrative for the last five years. Yeah. Yes. And it's also like, I feel like on daily faceoff, we're seeing him just drop lower and lower in the lineup. Like they had him on like top line. Like this is where he should be. Okay. He's not working out. Let's try him on line two. No, now they've got him on line three. Like we'll see where he actually ends up, but yeah. it does seem like they just don't know where to put him. Not sure. Like if, if he's really still got a chance to be as good as he probably should be. No, I mean, again, feels like deja vu, but it'll be very interesting to see if he can live up to the expectations this year. Yes. And then that will lead me into point number two. He might take the spot of Jason Zucker. If Zucker can't stay healthy because he has been a band-aid since the second he got the pit. Yeah. And when he was playing in against the Rangers last year and he was in the lineup, he was a, wrecking ball on the four check like we we need a player like that so bad so i hope he can stay healthy i hope he can refine his minnesota 20 goal form i think he's capable but he's got to stay healthy if those two things work out this team can be very very dangerous i think health is a big thing for a lot of these guys right crosby malkin it's been hard for both of those guys to play 82 games last couple of seasons so you know if they do then definitely this team can be injured I'm sorry. Definitely this team can be dangerous and definitely they can make the playoffs. If not, if we see some major injuries, I mean, the centers are kind of what worries me the most for you guys. I know I said goaltending worries me the most, but the centers are so old that it's like, I feel like they're so susceptible and the injury history, right? Like Crosby, Malkin, Carter. If, if one or two of those guys gets like an injury that keeps them out for even like 20, 25 games, 
that could be enough to like the Metro is so competitive. That could be enough to like really, really put a damper in things, except for the fact that there's death, there's taxes, and there's like some stupid fucking Penguins player that I've never heard of that's going to score like 10 goals for you guys this year. It's just an automatic playoff berth. I'm sorry. Like they're Whoever, in, until they don't guy, make it, they're going to make it. Random that's... guy you guys pull up to replace one of those old heads that gets injured. Guy I've never heard of scores like five goals in his first like two games or something like that. And <laughs> it's, it's like, like the, the Patriots. It's like, oh, here's this five foot 10, 180 pound wide receiver. That's going to be a stud for us that no one's ever heard of. His before. name is going to be like Jeff Dennison or something. Yes, exactly. Like <laughs> and like, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't worry too much about Sid staying healthy. He's been good the past couple seasons. Malkin for sure. Coming off that big knee surgery playoff team. I, I don't doubt that. I think we'll be there. I don't know about the next team we're going to talk about. That'll be a little more of an interesting chat. So let's move on to the grand finale. Last, but definitely not least, the Washington Capitals. Last season, they lost in round one to Florida in six games as a result of karma for Max stealing beers from the concession stands upstairs. Uh, No one is to blame but themselves. They handed the series to Florida multiple times. This is all what Mac wrote, by the way. I'm not dogging them. Uh, it truly looked like neither team wanted to win that series. <laughs> it's the so key, true. <laughs> the key subtractions, Samsonov, Vanacek, Michael Kempney, and Justin Schultz, key additions, uh, elite NHL all-star sniper Connor Brown, Dylan Strom, Eric Gustafson, Stanley Cup winning goaltender Darcy Kemper, and Charlie Lindgren. Boys, I'll let you two take the floor first, unless you want me to. I don't care. No, I'll go. Okay, right. you go. So, so listen up, listen up. Um, elite sniper Connor Brown. I know there was some sarcasm to that, but that guy is going to be one of the most important players on this team this year. You can put that, you can take that to the bank. Also, if you haven't yet, go to WashingtonHockeyNow.com and read my article about Connor Brown because I explain why he's going to be so important to this team. Uh, moving on, I think that if you look at the four guys that we lost, and you look at the five major guys that we gained, we got better. We got better. I don't think we're going to miss Sammy or Vanacek as much as we'll enjoy Kemper and Lindgren. And I also think Kempney and Schultz on D, you know, Schultz played a lot of games. Kempney really didn't last year. Uh, but I don't think we're going to miss either of their services all that much. Uh, I like the Gustafson, Gustafson signing. I also think more than anything that leaves a lot of room for some of the younger defensemen in the Capitals system to come up. Got guys like what? Lucas Johansson, Alexiev. Both of these guys are hot young D men that I would like to see crack the lineup. Um, Dylan Strom is probably the biggest question mark in terms of like additions to this team that I'm not really sure what we're going to get. I don't know. What's going to happen with Nick Backstrom? That's another huge question mark. For a while, people were saying we might never see him play another NHL game again. The surgery that he got is kind of a killer. Other guys that have gotten the surgery have not returned from it. However, his interviews from the offseason, he's been saying he feels like a million bucks. He's been saying he he can do things he couldn't do before. Like, literally, he can tie his shoes himself. He can right. bend down and, like feels good. So, you know, hopefully that translates to also being on the ice and playing hockey. Would love to see number 19 have some more big moments for the for the Caps. However, 
let's operate right now under the expectation that he's not going to be there, at least for the beginning, because he won't be. I do think that Dylan Strom will be 2C, the second center, and I would like to see that above Lars Eller. We tried Lars Eller at 2C last year. I don't think it worked. I think he belongs as the third center. This is also a contract year for him, and I fully expect this to be the last year that he wears a Washington Capitals jersey. Um, yeah, Nick, chime in. Let me let me hear some of what, what your thoughts are. I echo everything you just said. I think in you know what we're hearing between you know both Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom are not going to be here to start this year. We know that. We're hearing that Tom Wilson is further along than we had expected in injury recovering. We're also hearing that Nick Backstrom is probably not as far along as we wanted to hear in terms of return. But like you also said, we're hearing good things that he can you know tie his shoes and you know he's comfortable for like the first time in like four or five years, which is great to hear. Echo everything you said about Dylan Strom. This was a fantastic signing. I wanted the Caps to get this guy because it's a million dot three contract, I think. Very low risk, high reward. This guy has shown glimpses of being a A-plus goal scorer, puck-moving center when he was in Chicago, and I think that he, if he finds a role here, can stick. I absolutely love what you said about switching the two of them as opposed to what Daily Faceoff has. I think Eller belongs on the third line. I think it just gels better. I know a lot of people were calling for McMichael to be the second line center. I think that would be an absolute train wreck at this time. I don't understand why anyone would think that's a good idea, but also this is another classic example of daily faceoff tweaking. I don't know why, but they have Lucas, Lucas Johansson as the fourth line, like left wing. That guy's a defenseman. I mean, maybe could to play your point, or both but... him and Alexia, in my opinion, have kind of stalled out in terms of progress they were very highly touted about four years ago yeah and neither of them has really gotten the sniff well it's also like a classic capitals thing of like taking way too long to like let this guy have a chance in the bigs so yeah i'm hoping that these injuries will at least give those guys a chance i would also love to see a guy like joe snively find a way to crack the lineup you know we're here we're hearing things about carl Haglin. Um, it's really unfortunate. He, I, I respect the fuck out of this guy. He's had an unbelievable NHL career. Um, you know, last year we hear he's got a, a very serious eye injury and he may never return to like full vision. Then we hear he's, he's progressing very well after multiple eye surgeries. And then most recently I heard something that he sustained another injury that was completely separate from the eye and he once again may never play hockey again. So I, I don't know exactly what the situation there is. All I know is we probably need another gritty forward to join Nick Dowd and Garnet Hathaway on that fourth line that was so beloved um, last year. So, you know, maybe that's a guy like Joe Snively or something like that. I'd love or, to see Alexi Protus get a chance to yes, stick in the lineup yes. there on the fourth Would line. I love that. I loved what I saw from Protus last year. Um yeah, I would. I also love to see like that. just the Connor Brown signing was the best move of the offseason. I'm sorry to everyone who's like, oh, Darcy Kemper's a Stanley Cup winning goaltender. The game that Connor Brown plays is exactly what the Washington Capitals yes. have been missing for the last two and a half, three seasons. The goaltending worries me more than it should. Yes. Being that we have a Stanley Cup winner goalie. And I feel like that's why it worries me. Like, he, when's the last time you saw a guy win a Stanley Cup with a team? go to a new team and then win a Stanley cup with the new team the next year. I'm not even sure that's ever happened. I would love a fact check on that. Um, 
I feel like that's got to be like some 90s stat or Maybe something. Maybe back in the day with like somebody crazy, like right. Patrick Wye or something. I know it wasn't him, like but like Terry Sawchuck going yeah, from the Leafs some, to the Wings or something like that. Some shit like that. Like that. Yeah. yeah. So the last thing I'll say the health of Anthony Mantha is essential to this team's success this year. Yeah. He scored the first preseason goal. He did. It's a good sign. And it was yeah. a laser, like an yeah. absolute rocket. He crushed it. You guys are going to win the Stanley Cup now, I think. Have you not heard? All right, <laughs> no. Harry, let's hear it. Well, rip, rip me a new one. What's yeah. wrong? What's no, wrong with the hockey g- team? All right, before I go roster heavy on this, this is really what I think is going to happen. I can't remember what we said in the Atlantic preview, but when this releases, it'll be the day before the regular season starts. I think in the Atlantic, four teams will make it, and that fourth team will be either Detroit or Ottawa. And I think in the Metro, four teams will make it, and I think the first three teams will be. New York, Carolina, and Pittsburgh. And that fourth spot is going to be between the Washington Capitals and the New York Islanders. And I said earlier in this episode, I think the Islanders might be the one team that keep you guys from getting in. History would say the Caps make the playoffs a lot. That's just what they do. And when you got OV, there's always a way, right? He was on fire last year for pretty much like three-fourths of the season. People were saying he was front-runner MVP candidate. I maybe I'm overestimating the importance of Nick Backstrom, but I feel like this team's season almost hinders on his health because I don't love what I see down the middle personally. I mean, Dylan Strom could take over. I have no idea. He could, but I feel so much more comfortable with Backstrom being in there, being fully healthy. And I think that helps a lot. So here's my counter argument to that. I think last year with Backstrom playing, granted, obviously he was playing with kind of a bum hip, yeah, not having the surgery. I, I think you guys said he sucked at one point. Like he, he was, he was bad. He just like, it wasn't he, him. He, like he it was a completely look, different person yes, out there. Literally. He didn't look good at, but he still managed to like contribute and, and like have a decent enough season. However, Nick Dowd and Kuznetsov, your 1C and your 4C, no questions. There's no questions in my opinion about those guys. They will have good years. It's all about the middle two, Eller and Strom. Um, I didn't really love what I saw from Eller last year. In fact, I think I said a few times on this podcast I wanted him to get traded. Mm-hmm. But I have faith that he's going to have a really good year because this is a contract year for him. He, he wants to keep playing hockey. I think he's going to have a really good year, and he's going to make it tough for the Caps to let go of him, but I think they still will. Or they'll trade him at the deadline if it makes sense. Um Strom is such a coin flip. I have no idea what to expect. I feel like we've seen him look like an absolute stud. It's all about chemistry for him, right? Like yep. when he's playing with guys that he meshes well with, he's he's a beaut. Otherwise, he's kind of invisible. So I, I don't know what we're going to get there. That's one of those definitely wait and see type situations. Um, without Wilson, this team, that's that's my bigger thing. Like, Backstrom, you know, he's getting older, whatever. I love the guy, but, you know, I think he's a little bit more replaceable at this current moment than Wilson is because Wilson's younger. He's more in his prime and and his, like, attitude. He was the best player for the Caps last year. I think he might be the most important capital, and I'm not. He absolutely is. is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No question. He does everything. He can kill penalties. He can play on the power play. He can make Hurt that the other big, team. He can make that big hit that straight like literally turns the game around. Yeah. Yeah. 
Looking at the defense, I love the first pairing. Marty Party and John Carlson, yeah. that's great. Uh, Orlov and Jensen, that's great. I The Gustafson signing is one that I was a fan of from the beginning. That Same. guy is a great skater, great puck mover. I yeah. think he was just on two terrible teams. I think he's Kempney 2.0. He's yes. like a guy that we take like a away healthy, from Chicago. Healthy that, Michael Kempney. Right, but like when we got Kempney, it was similar to while, like what Gustafson is now. Like yes. we were taking him from Chicago, same as we did with Kempney, and he he's you know looks good, looks healthy. Yeah. Also, I thought TVR took some really big steps last year. He looked good. I was gonna say deserves a full spot this year for sure. One final thing I want to note here: Dmitry Orlov and Nick Jensen are also both in a contract year, so yeah. it, it would benefit both of those guys to have really good seasons this year. Um, you know, whether they want to stay with the Caps or go elsewhere, it it both those guys are going to be looking to play their best hockey this year because nothing is guaranteed down the road. So I come to you both with my analysis of Rangers hurricanes top two. You could argue maybe penguins aren't three. I wouldn't hate that. It's some combination of Islanders penguins and caps that I believe will take that third and fourth spot. And one of the teams is getting left out. And I think there's going to be a fourth mystery team kind of like nipping at the heels almost. One of the teams is getting left out unless, unless the Atlantic is, is worse than we think. So do you think that the Washington Capitals can beat out the Penguins or Islanders for like a fourth spot? Let's play that scenario here. They're certainly capable of doing it. Talent-wise, they are capable of beating both of those teams. But will they? Not letting you get off the hook on this one. This is what the people want to hear. No, We all know we're capable of anything. Everyone's capable of anything. We want to hear what will happen. Ride or die, baby. They're making it. Ah, Jesus Christ. You wanted to say no, and listen, then you changed it. Listen up. Oh, I already know what you're going to say. Like listen. Michael Scott said, I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> Rain, yeah, literally. Rangers, Canes, one and two, interchangeable. I don't know who's going to win, who's going to fall in second, but they're going to be one and two. Caps are third, baby. Oh, Penguins, Penguins, something catastrophic is going to happen to that hockey team this yeah, year, sure. injury-wise. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they might, they might make four. Because I, I really think that the Islanders also are going to just battle age and battle to score. I think they're going to have problems. I think everyone's like, oh, last year was a fluke. They're going to bounce back. I could see the Islanders missing the playoffs again. I think if you may, if you put a gun to my head right now, I'm going Canes number one, Rangers number two, Capitals number three. Penguins number four, the rest, you know, whatever. And Harry, here's a great counterpoint to, um, or another point why I think that this could happen. If Kemper starts to like light it up, look out because that goaltending is going to be a lot better than Pittsburgh's or New York's. That's yes, sir. New York Islanders, that is. Yes, absolutely. Well, I don't know. I don't I'm know about Sorokin that. Guy, Pittsburgh, yeah. Sorokin guy. Sorokin's nasty. Jari, yeah, I'd give you that. I think he yeah. could. If he gets hot, we, we've yes. got y'all in goal, in goaltending. We've got y'all there. Yeah. Well, I would also say this. This is Kemper's first time in his career, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was Arizona and then Colorado. You went from having like the best roster ever assembled and the worst roster ever assembled. So like. There was never. I but he say, played well in both situations. So he put him well on like a both. Yeah. put him on a mediocre team, and he'll probably be fine. He, hear me out. This is this is where my brain's going. When you're on the worst team, there's no expectations. Nobody cares. When you're on the other team, Kale McCarr and Devon Taves have the puck the entire game. <laughs> True. Now, now 
you have a team where I don't want to say Colorado didn't have to rely on him, but enjoys turning the puck over at the blue. Yes. Now but, you have, but, now you're tested. Now you're but really without tested. Justin Schultz and Michael Company, I think this decor is going to be a little more uh, competent in terms of like don't put the puck directly in your own net. Yes. I don't think the Capitals will suck. I am not trying to say that. I am just saying that between them, the Islanders, and the Penguins, I would say something's got to give. Out of the three of them, I think the Caps might finally give. Now, that being said, they could finish fifth, and my whole Ottawa-Detroit thing in the Atlantic doesn't fall. That's fine. They still make the playoffs. But I think they're like that fifth seed in this division. Maybe fourth. Maybe third. So, Harry, here's the million-dollar question. Sure. You you and I have been – Oh, let's do it. At it. Sort of at it uh, last couple weeks saying, okay, wait till the episode, wait till the episode. You specifically said that you have a bet that you would like to make, and I would like to hear those terms and conditions right meow. Okay. So what I would like to propose is this wall behind me is very vacant. And hopefully by May, it won't be that vacant, but we'll see. Um, My proposal to you would be that if the penguins go farther and this includes playoffs it's not regular season so like if the penguins go farther in terms of rounds like let's say they both get eliminated in the first round i don't care about games you have to go past the other team in rounds right if the penguins win i would like i'll buy the frame but i would like a crosby jersey that i can frame right there and that would be your gift to me if the penguins go farther than the caps if the Caps win, I will buy you your Capitals jersey, which I've already done once, so I don't know why I'm doing this again. I will buy your I'm looking Capitals, at it right now. <laughs> I will buy your Capital jersey of choice, and you will be able to frame so it's in the background after whatever month the season ends, and you can have that behind your head for recordings. And then the loser has to autograph it on the number. I think that would be kind of funny. Okay. I have two – Two caveats. One, I don't know about the autograph because I don't know if I want to ruin your penguin <laughs> jersey with my do like a fucking... like do like a an index card in yeah, like the something like a like plaque that. or something. Yeah, we yeah, can have a little yeah. message in there. Sure, yeah, sure. Hey, um, I suck. Sorry. Yeah, Bye. No, but you ain't touching the jersey, and I'm not touching <laughs> yours because we're not worthy. But second thing, I would almost rather it be just a regular season standings thing because we see more like definitive on that. Playoffs kind of a crapshoot because that leaves it open to us both getting bounced in the first round. Very possible, very likely even. We both suck. Um, or it also leaves it open to like matchups and shit where it's like, I don't know, what if the Caps get like the fucking like lightning or the Leafs or something? Like, I, like, I don't know. I would rather have the bet just be like the Caps will finish higher in the standings this year. How about this? I'll, I'll do a, I'll go impartial adjudicator for a moment. The two of you do a regular season bet. Whoever finishes higher in the standings, you know, lose uh, winner gets the frame Jersey, but whoever loses has the option to double down for the playoffs. And if their team goes farther, like provided both teams make it, you have to hang the other person's Jersey up behind you for a full year of the podcast. That wow. actually, wait, that actually makes so much more sense. Yes. But the winner has the option to opt out too. Yes. The the winner has the option to be like, like if I, if the Cavs finish higher in the standings, the Penguins do, but they both make the playoffs. I have the option to be like, Nope, I want my Jersey right now. And, and that's I, it. We're done. Yeah. So here's my only thought. This is my, 
like what if the Caps somehow finish higher than the Pens in the regular season, but the Pens go to like the Cup final? I'd feel like a moron. So here's what. Oh, I'll Stanley put. Cup trumps everything. Like if if one team wins the Stanley Cup, bet oh, flips. Well, yeah. but no, here's my proposal. How about we do playoffs, and if we both lose in the same round, the tiebreaker would be regular season standards. deal okay oh <laughs> virtual handshake it's a virtual handshake not gonna lie nick i like the twist you added that because putting a caps jersey behind me here would probably make me want to die i will yeah. be so fucking angry <laughs> i'll be so i don't know angry. how that penguins jersey got mustard all over it I mean, yeah right <laughs> i will well, literally if that's what i have to do i will take it down and put it in the hall closet except for during episodes like i you won't catch me with you you will not catch me with that just hanging on my wall when like people are over or like when i'm just sleeping in this room because sir there are children here that's (laughs) a bad omen (laughs) well that just made things a lot more fun and interesting and i'm excited for it um all right well that wraps up our metro division preview uh hopefully that was spicy enough for everybody here um I think Matt gave his top four. Nick, I think you gave your top four. Um, it's it's the same. Canes one, Rangers two, and then a just a quandary of who's going to finish three, four, five. Yeah, I think Rangers finish one personally, but that's just me. Um, okay, you might be right. Well, that will wrap up all of our division previews. The next time you will hear from us, we will be talking about games, which is crazy. Real games. Um, real games and talking about upcoming games and bets and betting. And, and probably overs. about how we're all already down 100 bucks. <laughs> right. <like that>. Broke. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, thank you, everybody, for the love and support. We are really excited for to get our fourth season of the podcast underway. Can't wait. Um, Hit them no with other four. <laughs> there's no other final notes, then I think that we're good. Anything else? I'm all set. All right. Well, without further ado, class dismissed.